In today's episode of Strike Gold, we have Leora Golem with us talking about Fuck Up Nights, how they grew their events to be massive, how they build an amazing community around what they do, and how to get A-list speakers to your next event. This is Jonathan Kahn and Roy Provarchik, and you're listening to Strike Gold. Today we have a special guest, Leora Golamb. Did I get that great? Great? That was good that time? No, but it's close enough. God, God damn it, I keep fucking up. This just, just because I want to shame you, this is the 14th I take feel this is the, yeah. Of you saying Leora Golamb. But I feel that it's. I have an easy right last way name. To podcast, so it's I, fine. I have an easy last name. That's why this is so weird. Do, for I, me. do you want me to change my name to Cohen or something like that? That will be easier for well, you. Well, yeah, or one syllable, like. <laughs> Her name is Ka. I, I, I'm actually not sure that your original name was Khan. I think your original. It was Cohen. Was... It was something like that, but they switched it to Khan to because make it more. Because you couldn't pronounce it. No, for the wrath, <laughs> for the wrath of Khan. <laughs> awesome. So after the last episode, last episode we had Yav Aziz from Yotpo. I was mm-hmm. talking about how we increased conversion rates, uh, how they redesigned their websites to increase conversion rates by ninety three percent, which was crazy. And now we're going on a. People we love and adore interview streak. <laughs> and no, but that's in really today's true. episode, <laughs> in today's really episode, just so you get like the like the the, the the minimum honor of getting your full name right on our show, we have Leora Golem coming to speak with us. That was the, right. That's how it's done, Bullshit. bitch. He that's swallowed how it's like done. three syllables in your last. But name. it was the right syllable. Fine. <laughs> um, uh, so. I don't want to introduce you. You introduce you. You're here. Hey, Leora. Hi. What do you do? I have no idea. Oh, that's no, me kidding. too. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> um, so, my name is Leora Golomb, which is, which is easy to pronounce. When you've been practicing your whole life. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I wish my daughter was here. She's three years old, and she would just kind of walk in and say, oh, Leora Golomb, and give her a hug. And it would be like, that's it's it. only you, Jonathan. Damn it. It's only you. Um, so I'm a community manager and a community builder. I've been doing that for the past 10 years. I used to work with NGOs and two years in Australia as part of like an emissary role. And then I came back here, worked at Wix for a year and a half and then Jolt, um, which both of them are amazing places to work at. I was about to say which one's better just to put you on the spot, but you're like, no, that was (laughs) great. You were politically correct. Different culture, different I I would immediately say. (laughs) 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 It's just because you like swag, but. When you yeah. work at Jolt, you get really good swag as well. Oh, so, really? Yeah. But I never got any swag. Ah. That's right. They don't love you. <laughs> they don't. No, I told you. You need to accept cash and swag. All right. No, but I never ask for it. I never go to places and like, finish a meeting and say, hey, do you have stickers? I never do that. No, not stickers. Just give me everything you got. I want the expensive stuff that give the, like, possible investors and stuff. They're like, oh, here's a gold cufflings <laughs> with the Jolt on it. I'm like, these are hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sorry. Okay, so, but, but uh, you left out the one, uh, one of the most the re- impressive yeah, things. Yeah, and, and the reason that I'm here, basically, I think, I'm yeah. not sure, <laughs> but I think, is because I founded Fuck Up Nights in Israel um, right. three years ago. But it's not my idea. Uh, it started in Mexico in 2012. It's very important for me to say it. It's a global movement. It's insane. It started because four friends went to a bar, drank a bit too much, and started talking about failures instead of success. Um, they saw there's a trend in the bar and people are trying to start a conversation themselves. They did a night of failure the week after. Since then, it became this mega thing. 
It's active now in over 300 cities all over the world, over 100 countries, I think. And it's just incredible. In Israel, it's active for the past three years. We've been doing it in Jerusalem, Haifa, and Tel Aviv, a monthly event, four speakers, all kind of speakers. And we're here to talk about the organic, organic growth of Fuck Up, basically. Yeah. I just, I just want to say that I remember... When I did fuck up. Right? You like did. In the beginning, kind of. I think you did the uh, sixth event. Okay, so it was like the first you, year. You, Tal Shmueli, oh, Fanky Devich, and Charles. And yeah. Yeah, well, that was like a crazy roster of people. But that was like two years ago? It was uh, almost three years ago. Almost three years ago. And it was a big event. And now it's like a fucking huge event. Right? Yeah, we can't do it in the same location anymore because it's too small for us. I, I, I went to one. The last one I attended was, I think... Almost a year ago, yeah, and it was in the stock exchange mm-hmm. location there, which is like two hundred seats. I don't know, five hundred, three hundred and fifty. Yeah, and I was standing in the back. You know why I was standing in the back? Because there was no fucking room for me to sit. <laughs> you don't get like a you know alumni seat. I got like? there three hours before the event. I slept in the tent, <laughs> <laughs> and I was still number three hundred and fifty seventh to get damn. there. Yeah, it was crazy. It was like, it's insane. And the people you bring are like A-class speakers, celebrities. Um, um, and, and it basically all started, uh, first of all, with no budgets, right? It was just like a bunch of people no, wanting to do this. I failed and I needed a way out. And my way out, out of the failure, I think, was fuck up mine. Um, to make sure everyone else fails in front <laughs> yeah. of everyone else. It's, uh, it's, if it's, I'm going down, taking buddy. Everyone exactly. else. <laughs> no, it was like uh, my friends kind of said, you can fail with fuck up, but that will be just ironic. So right. just uh, do it. Awesome. Um, so I just right. did it. <laughs> and I got the approval from Mexico because it's a franchise. So I own the franchise in Israel. Um, how do you how do you own it? Do you, what, what is the process? You it's pay? A, like you go, you interview for it, and then you pay a monthly fee. Because it's a global movement, because we want to make sure that everybody is doing the same um, event kind of like not only the structure of it but the level of it and they know that the people that starting to do it will do it for at least a year and they will do a monthly event and the quality of the speakers will be good and that they can communicate with the global right. movement and in Israel we also decided to do at least two uh, events in English a year to it also makes sense everyone pays for their fuck ups in one way or another yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's not a it's not a high fee but um, it's it, worth it it's like showing you're serious kind yeah. of thing and uh, do, they, do they have any say about the format or anything? Or? So the format is very strict. It's like, like TED is very strict when you do a TED. Mm-hmm. So you have up to four speakers, minimum three, maximum four. They can talk about failure and only failure. They have seven means to do so. They have up to ten slides that they can use. Um, so that's the format, the global format. And you have three audience questions. And then in Israel, we try to think what will be the right format for us. So we're doing it at the four speakers, seven minutes, and everything that we need to do. But we really put an emphasis on the speakers. So it's not going to be for people from the high-tech industry or for celebrities or uh, for soccer players or whatever. It's going to be for people that have different stories and a unique lifestyle. Let's go out like that. And their failure is a big part of how they live their life. Um, so it could be someone from the high-tech industry, like a big CEO, and then at the same event will be a stand-up comedian and, and um, the world's greatest painter or something like that, but they all come to talk about failure. And one of the main reasons for the seven minutes is when you get seven minutes, you can only talk about that topic. 
If I'll give you 15 minutes or 20 minutes, you will talk about how successful you are. And then you'll just mention the failure and what happened, but you're not going to talk about how it affected your life, what you learned out of it. Mm. And that's why we only give seven minutes. And at the same time, we work with millennials. We're millennials ourselves. Seven minutes is the attention yeah. that people have. So when you come to our event, you will see something amazing. People will come, attend. They'll do one story, but they'll be there. They're not going to use their phone. They're not going to check the messages, the messages just because they have seven minutes to listen to someone. Right. So if they miss something, they miss it. Yeah. And it's incredible because you'll never hear us saying, uh, guys, please turn off your phones before everything starts because we don't need to because people just want to do it. It's incredible. Yeah, your audience is really engaged. Like, their, like their community is, like, super into it. It right? is. It's, like, amazing to see it. Do you have any speakers or talks that you kind of remember that, like, kind of um, stayed with you longer than other talks? I think it, it's funny because we've been doing that for three years, which means we've been doing more than almost 40 events just yeah. in Tel Aviv. Um, and it's listened to four different people every month talking about failure. So it's not about a specific story, but it's more about something changing my mindset. And I talked about it recently in an article. Um, there's an effect called the fuck-up effect. If you join the team in six months, you're going to quit your job. We're not pushing you to do it. You don't need to do it to volunteer at fuck-up or anything. But something about listening to four people talking about the fact that they tried, the fact that they pushed themselves to the limit, the fact that they did something they love, they failed and they're still there, they're still okay, and they're successful at something else, that pushed you to get there. You want to try. You want to do mm. more. So I don't think it's a specific speaker. It's more about what happened to me after I listened to so many people that talked about failure. Wait, you quit failure. your job because you didn't really love your job when you started working? It? No, it wasn't about that. Um, defer like I... When I started Fuck Up, right? yeah, when I started Fuck Up, I worked in an NGO and then I moved to Wix and I left Wix after a year and a half just because the role was ending in a way. Um, and I got a really great offer from Jolt and that's why I, yeah. I moved there. But the other people in the team, uh, two of them moved from NGOs to high tech, one of them moved from the high tech industry to NGOs, another opened a startup herself. So they did something. One yeah, was they a just lawyer. They to take the next step exactly. in their life. That's the thing. And I think also that's our audience. People that either are entrepreneurs in early stages or people that want to make the step right. and actually do something with their life that is bigger than nine to five jobs. Who do you think is like, uh, I, want, I, want, I don't want to say the famous or biggest uh, speaker you had. It's, it's, you, had you had crazy names, so it's like hard to We decide. had really crazy names. It's Adi Safotani and Dov Mulan. Like Adi Safotani um, is like the CEO of, you know, of Facebook, Facebook Israel. Israel. Just um, and Dov Mulan, who invented the model. And, and like Discon Key. And Discon Key. <laughs> and like, yeah, he invented the original Dropbox, which is like a Discon Key. <laughs> <laughs> and Willie Eden. Right. Um, and we had Shachel Pe'er and Yael Arad and uh, actors and like a lot yeah. of big names. And Asaf Granit even in Jerusalem. Yeah. So I think it's that's exactly the thing. Because failure is such a global thing and because it affects everyone, anyone can speak it. Fuck up. Right. That's But beautiful. what I think is, is amazing is that, again, like this, there's le, let's, let's cheapen the brand for a second. Mm -hmm. There's like 500 meetups happening every day. It's not a meetup. Every day. No, I know. That's why I'm saying I'm going to cheapen the brand for a second. Can't. For a second. Can't. Just for a second. <laughs> there's like 500 events a day in Tel Aviv, where, where there's like an event where people come to hear somebody speak about something. Yeah. And this is, and the event itself, and the vibe around it, and the community is so different than anything else. 
Like, there's, there's other successful communities with events, but the DNA is so different. It's, it's and and pe- and having people who are like because it's not a specific agenda, it, it, like in the same way it's it is an agenda. It's not a specific niche as if you go to a, let's say product managers conference whatever. So you know that somebody who's like a product manager at a big company who wants to come in because it brands him and the companies as thought leaders. So they have that self brand incentive. Mm-hmm. At fuck up, it's a it's a cross genre, and. Like, like, it's not like I'm a product manager positioning myself in front of product managers. It's like my story is an inspiration, inspiring other people who just want to do things. Exactly. And the fact that um, that makes you being able to bring all these uh, A-list people even more amazing because they don't have anything to promote, just share inspiration, just yeah. be human. We actually tell our speakers that you can't promote anything on stage. Right. Um, because it's not about that. Right. Um, we have 40% of returning audience each event, which wow. means they attended at least two events. Two events? At least two events, okay. and 60% new audience at every event wow. we've been doing in the past. And events are like 300, 400 yeah. people, right? So we, right? We're not going to go to a location that have less than 200 uh, seats. That's crazy. Because c- we can't. Like, the demand is just insane. It's, uh, and I'm talking specifically about here in Tel Aviv. Jerusalem is also insane. It's grown a lot. They're... Um, Two years event had over a thousand people, so wow. and people want to come. They want to hear, and they're really upset when there's no tickets left. It's all free. We're doing it completely volunteering. Uh, we all have full time jobs, and we do it because we really love the idea. Did you ever think of charging? Even like a we small? thought about it, but then we said the concept of fuck up is inspiration, and more than inspiration, we want to make sure that everybody can come and attend. And we don't want to make even if it's ten or twenty shekels to make it as a barrier of someone to, to ask himself, can I afford it or not? And we just wanted to make sure that everybody can afford it and the way that everybody can afford it if it, the event will be free. And people don't abuse it, which is beautiful. Like, you, have to, you can only sign up with yourself. You can't just get yeah. 10 tickets or whatever. People don't sell, resell the tickets because people understand what we do. <clears throat> and we have people that attended over 20 events and 25. Right. And it's always something new for them because you can yeah, never know what's going to happen. Um, in our third event, one of the speakers came out and said, there's no such thing as failure. This is all bullshit. Right. And like the audience was like, what the, what's <laughs> going on here? Like, They're probably, no, I came to hear you fail. Yeah. yeah. Don't succeed, motherfucker. And Don't I was succeed. sitting on the side and I was like, yeah, she's right. Because she works with, um, special, with special needs kids. And for her, failure is... Not be Part able to, yeah, like yeah. It, it, the fact that they can read, they can hold a pencil, it's a success. So, what we're talking about, what is a failure? And it was amazing to see it. Um, and about our speakers and our audience in the past few months, thanks to Tal, one of our volunteers, we do, we ask after the events, we send a survey and we ask them, who did you affiliate with? And can you see yourself in a story of someone of the speakers? And it's amazing. We have four speakers and it's always divided. We didn't have an event that 90% of the audience said, okay, this guy. It's insane. So it's like... Yeah, and that's why we bring such a variety of people. And also, the, the most amazing thing is, in the last survey, we sent over 75% of the people that attended the event answered answer the survey. Wow. 
Okay, so wait, wait, so like, wait, wait. Yeah, wait. my brain is like wait. going to like authenticity. Is this what's selling it? Is this what really makes the difference here? People are signing up because they want to see people authentic and not what they're doing on their social. We were sure you know, it like, was like in the beginning, we it, was like, this is going to be like about the gossip, the juice. People want to see other people fail. They want to hear like. No, we all look for like some sort like of inspirational story, story yeah, but the same but thing that you don't that. want the inspirational story that's the same thing that everyone's doing online where they're just telling you, exactly. oh, I went and I tried and I succeeded. Mm-hmm. No, you want to hear about that epic fail before. It's not always before. Sometimes they just talk about the failure and what it did to them. For example, um, one of them said that he was too vain to see that the Chinese are duplicating his product. And while he was in the talk, in the process of talking with like an investor, he wanted seven hundred million dollars, and they only offered half of it. And he said, "There's no way." And a month after, the Chinese stole his idea duplicated the, the idea, and his startup now is worth less than $10 million, which is insane. So we talked about a vanity, and that was his failure. And since then, he's doing things differently. He's doing his research differently and everything. So it's not about necessarily um, then he succeeded. He talked about that moment that changed something in the way in his perspective. Or we had someone that created a movie and talked about the fact that it completely ruined his relationship. He put his entire life into that movie because he wanted the awards, because he wanted the fame. But he didn't see that in the same time, his fiance is, is unhappy. She, she's not seeing him. He's not in a relationship anymore. And he said, I made this m- incredible movies and I won awards and everything was great. Lost my fiance. None of my friends are talking to me until today. And my family is kind of like, we're your family, but... We don't really like you. <laughs> I <laughs> get that a that. lot. <laughs> um, but it's, it's those kind of failures. It's it's not only business failure. So it's it's incredible. And again, everything we're doing is completely organic because of the word fuck. Nobody lets us promote events because All of right. it. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I was actually going to make a joke at the beginning of this where I said, by the way, we're going to beep out it's the fuck <laughs> every time we mention this, your This is a cute podcast. Like, um, You're going to have a... Mm. Up, right. <laughs> yeah, no, it's gonna be. But fuck up is different than fuck. It's yeah. two different words in the English language. Yeah, two different fuck and fuck, fuck up. Yeah, but you can promote fuck up. You can promote. It's so funny because promoting is because <laughs> promoting is for winners. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> if you'll go to the global uh, page on Facebook, you will see that they change a letter there to make sure that they nice. can promote. Which things. one? <laughs> Just go and see it. It's funny. But you go ahead right now. We're going to sit down and wait. Go ahead and search for... Ah, but they don't know what to search because Yeah, when like I search for spell. fuck up, it's going to uh, <laughs> no, immediately go into my browser history and then <laughs> I'm totally screwed. Um, but no, we, st- we stayed authentic and left it as fuck up night instead of Iviafo. Or Jerusalem. Right. Yeah, plus in so, Israel, I don't think so, there's so much of a like, uh, thing wait. with cursing. Oh, you what? have no idea. No, my little kid goes around saying shit all the time. You have no idea. I told him, when you get to America, Grandma's going to slap you. <laughs> we got so much hell, and we still do, from some speakers about the name. It's insane. Really? Yeah, that they're not going to... That we're not okay, that we're not respectful. You should immediately give them... You should be like, we, should change we apologize, the name. here's a free t-shirt. And just say, <laughs> fuck up. <laughs> In Jerusalem, it was insane with uh, the religious community at the beginning. Oh, that's... that's That's But it's funny because this format also exists in Gaza, in Lebanon, in Saudi Arabia, and there it goes by the name Fun, which is F-U-N. Right. It's the initial Uh, Fun Up up Nights. 
Mm, nice. Um, but I'm not going to change the name to right. FUN because yeah. I don't want to be. Well, I don't think a lot of people would show up. They'd be like, fun yeah. night? No, like, That's not, a lie. Not like the best countries to align yourself with. No. So. In Russia, by the way, you can't have that because uh, if you fuck up, they kill you. So, <laughs> like, <laughs> if Putin finds out you fucked up, you're dead. Uh, by the way, the biggest cities like in the world are Istanbul. They do events of like 2,000 people, even more. Right. Toronto is really big. Berlin is really big. Tel Aviv is huge. Mexico, obviously. Mexico last year they closed the street for an event wow nice it's oh insane God. it's just crazy a lot of people were just looking at the invitation fuck up, up. <laughs> <Nice>. I'm in <laughs> I don't know what it is but I'm in, I'm in. <laughs> and some cities do charge but we decided not to okay. I also uh, thought like you like I saw a t-shirt I don't know do you sell the t-shirts and stuff we don't sell the t-shirt we used to when we didn't have our partners but now we there's a lot of requests for them, so we might Yeah, again. like I saw the manifesto shirt, and I was like, oh, well, What was the cool. shirt? The fuck manifesto? Thing? Yeah, oh. with all the little... I would just say that I would have to have, like, a I'm a fuck-up shirt. There's, uh, we have a bunch That's, of them. I want one with an arrow, so I can okay, go down. Arrows, <laughs> I can I'm with so, fuck-up. Wait, but we're a marketing and growth podcast, so let's talk about marketing and growth for fuck-up. So because, how did we do it? Yeah, because you started, like, what was your first event like, except from SAD? It wasn't sad. Oh, my God. I thought every event in the world is sad. You stand up on your first event and be like, fuck yeah. it, we fucked up uh, by doing this. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. We had we no speakers. Them. No speakers at the no first sp- event. Like two weeks before the events, we had no speakers. We had an event on Facebook, and we had a Facebook page. Because I was like, if we're not going to have it, we're never going to do it. We keep postponing it and whatever. We need it. And then we st- I started stalking, which is a great way to That's always a good... Speakers. That's how you start everything. You and stalk. I just... Try to That's find. I start my relationships. <laughs> amazing, and you're married and have kids. So That's right. It worked. Right. right. Um, and basically, we were trying to find articles of people that admitted they failed. Ah, so you start. So you we we went like backwards. So we you tried to find. engineer how to find yeah. people who are willing to admit failure. Yeah, wasn't wow. easy. And then we approached those people, and they said, "But you have fucking the name, so change it." And I was like, no. It's like, then we want money. It's like, we don't have money to give you. And it was like a whole Anything process. in my pocket you can <laughs> <have>. Then <laughs> we stumbled upon an article where it was more like on a blog at Geek Time mm-hmm. of a guy that built uh, an app and it failed. Ran Segal. Oh. And Shout outs for Ran Segal. We love him. Also, if we get a mention on Instagram, he gets tons of engagement. <laughs> <laughs> love you, Ran. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And basically, I wrote him, like, this message saying, look, we're trying to build this thing. You're brave enough to write about it. We need you. It's not like we need you to come. And, and he said yes. And we went, we said yes, and he was the first one. And then uh, we found something that Itzik Free did, which he was part of the uh, ICQ team, and uh, he built um, Joaquin Labs in Haifa, which is an Arab uh, Jewish hub. Mm-hmm. And he's an incredible guy, like a amazing interview. Him is incredible. Um, and Lital Shemesh, she was a part of one of my communities, and like we, she's a uh, reporter in Channel Twenty now, and she used to have like a website for teens. And all of a sudden, we had an event, <laughs> and it was incredible because none of us knew what's going to happen. The host of that event came in a suit. Like the first event is is really different. And it's very not formal. It's it, just coming your teas now and everything, but we didn't yeah, know what we're like building. You, you know, a lot of these people 
fucked yeah. up and they can't afford a suit anymore. <laughs> <laughs> just yeah. come in your pajamas if you can. Yeah, yeah, come in a suit. Everybody is like, everyone's like, ah, yeah, he's trying to that. show that he succeeded. Yeah. Lies. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, from there, uh, we found Yossi Taguri that came for the second event and we really wanted someone Yossi from, Taguri like, is one of the funniest people. Funniest alive. people to talk about. Fuck he's one of the funniest he people. He owns the domain. I read one off. Oh, okay, thank God. I did not prioritize Jonathan. Because I don't even take it to the level where I can go with this. <laughs> podcast he's, I keep it marketing he's honestly a brilliant <laughs> entrepreneur and the fact that he is not stopping he just uh, he just launched a product and I think uh, yeah his, his new startup which is incredible right. and again it he created that startup out of like a pivot of his old startup and right and then one of the events all offer came and talked and he, he had like an epiphany on the stage and was like pivot by the way is a failure like, right. when a startup make, do a pivot, it means that idea didn't succeed, and now we're doing something else. Right. I, you know what my thing was? I got it. I'm, like, surprised. So I was in the shower. <laughs> Imagine that, everyone. <laughs> uh, and then I was thinking, okay, I don't know why. I reversed in my head the, the interview as if I was being interviewed about my fuck-up. And I was, like, thinking to myself, what do I consider a fuck-up? And I started, started thinking about all the fuck-ups I know about Wix, like everyone who messed up and where it happened. I was like, ah, oh, these are so amazing. She should use them. But then I said, wait, well, where's mine? And I, I, I couldn't think of one. And I said to myself, okay, I've made mistakes, but I guess I just don't categorize it as fuck-ups. Yeah. So pivot to me because is not as... you fuck up a lot. Yeah, I'm sure I do. My wife would. <laughs> <laughs> She'd get on stage and just <laughs> run them all out. No, but, I, but I, I don't... Even the pivot thing, I don't find it to be a, a fuck-up because I kind of think like, the world is still moving. Everything's changing. Yeah. So it's never a thing that's fucking that's up. They're just that's adapting. The you that's know, exactly like, the beauty of it. Because one person can say, I lost a million dollars in three days and that's my biggest yeah, failure. Yeah, I just didn't have that failure. If I had that failure, that would be a fuck up. But like, <laughs> somebody else said that wasn't a fuck up because you lost a million dollars in two years after you made 30. Because so of that. That still mistake. feels like a fuck up to me. I no, can't let go of that money. You know, uh, I... <laughs> I'm just yeah, I'm going to say it on the podcast, and maybe he will do it when he's here next time. Do you know Noah Kagan, the guy from Sumo? No, I know you know him. Yeah, so he was uh, employee number 30 at Facebook, Yeah. and he was fired. Okay. Uh, and Didn't he quit? No, he was, oh, he was fired. fired. Yeah, yeah, he was fired. Uh, Tell him to come to fuck up. So listen, he by being fired on Facebook when yeah, he, he did, he, he would have gained, like, I think $3.5 billion wow. or, or $350 million, whatever. Like yeah. a huge number. And uh, he talks about it, and he's like happy to talk yeah. about it, like everywhere in the in his On blog his and stuff like that. Yeah, he's very. Um, so yeah, yeah, but he built like Sumo, which is like a mm-hmm. like another huge company, and King Sumo, and like has done things that he's doing. So that's one of those stories. So it's, it's, it's all about perspective, right? Honestly, and that's the beauty about Fakam. That's why we bring four speakers. If you can't see yourself in one story, you will see yourself. One of the stories was about a guy that wanted to send a naked photo to someone that he chatted with and he uploaded to Facebook instead and he was a famous guy and it kind of exploded um, I see myself doing that and just I wouldn't become famous or anything bad. I just I just lose all my friends on Facebook so okay. is that a fuck up? yeah I'm pretty sure I, I put up my picture they're just like oh god damn it <laughs> deleting this account <laughs> but the question is is this a fuck up yes or no the way that he talked about it it was a complete fuck up and it was incredible and it was very emotional and raw it wasn't just funny um, but again, it's about perspective, and that's what we what we're doing is so important because the fact that you can talk, say this is not a fuck up, this is just part of life, it's huge. And in Israel, three years ago, when you talked about when I talked about my personal failure, people was like, maybe 
don't talk about it. And like, keep it a secret. Maybe like there's things that people yeah. just need to keep for themselves, and it's like no. There's a huge movie about a fuck up, but which is Frozen. At the beginning, she fucks up with the ice thing, and it's just to hide it. <laughs> and at the end, she just talks about it, and it's, you know. <laughs> have Elsa to the show. <laughs> yeah. Um, God, so, you see, that's how you know as a daughter who's like three. Like, like, do you want to be the snowman? Just close this episode. Do you know what would be like, like a funny concept? If you do this like with uh, characters from movies, so you have like a, so if you think of the, the last Avengers one, when like Thor like kills Thanos and then Thanos says he should have gone for the head and he yeah. has the snap. And then so you, you have Thor <laughs> talking about how he missed the I'm head. I'm sorry, that is just really funny and, though. And think about it. That's like a, an amazing opportunity because now they were hyping Avengers 4. So they had billions of dollars. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so you did the first event. Uh, so you got the speakers. You got three speakers. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. Like I, that idea that you just had. You should could do a BuzzFeed about it or something like that. Just that. You guys should do an article. No, but it's we should reach out. Promotional-wise, if yeah. they did that, that would be hilarious. It's like uh, Thor does like little promotional things before his movies and stuff. He did that one where he has like a personal trainer or something like that. Yeah. So that would be really, really amazing. I just, I just feel people would watch whatever Chris Hammersworth is doing yeah. shirtless. <laughs> I think that's kind of <laughs> it's like We want you to come, but you just need to lose a shirt. Yeah. Um, shirtless it's not is, part of the dress shirt, code. Nice. Suits are no, and shirts shirt are no. no. Okay. Um, so, first event. So, you have three speakers on the first we event? We have three speakers. Yes. It was a really rainy day. Like How many people All the cliche and everything. We had... 300 people registered, which is a lot. Wow, yeah, that's a lot. Very, no, we had 150 people registered, Still which is a lot. First yeah, first event. We had 120 likes on Facebook, and three years ago, the, the group weren't big and, or any, and anything, and it was all kind of like our friends and our families, and like that was the 120. And we wanted to beat Berlin, they had 300 people on the page. Um, and nobody came at 7.30, and we were like, this is a huge fail, the event started at 7.30. 10 to 8, 120 people. Showed oh, up. Awesome. Like, yeah. It was raining, and apparently people just waited for the rain to stop. Wow. Awesome. So 120 people on your first event. First event. Insane. How many for the second event, though? 250. 250. It was an English event. Okay. English-speaking event, uh, 250 people. It was insane. Did you ever had, like, a, like do you have, so do you ever, ever had a trend where the crowd would go, be, become smaller? Before. One event, okay. and we learned a lot out of it. We did it in a far location, and we mm. didn't have any big celebrities. So we had, like, full capacity, full capacity, full capacity, and then one event we had 20 seats open, mm-hmm. which was very annoying for me, <laughs> which is not a lot when you talk about, like, a venue of 300 people, but, like, right. to see 20 seats open when you know that all of your events are completely full was but wait, wait, very wait. annoying. On, my, on the event that I was in, was the how many people? The, the one we did on the rooftop? Oh, of, so... Here, Mindspace. No, you were at WeWork. Oh, so sorry. we had 210 people, and we were oh, man. over. They're the same brand, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it was 220 people, and since then we're not allowed there. Yeah, it, it happens a lot when I go to places that. Yeah, yeah. I also send naked pictures of myself out to people, so. Yeah. <laughs> so um, we have so a great collaboration with the ZM, and we can do 300 yeah. people there, which is great. So, so okay, so basically you started off with a, like a really impressive number, 120. We did, and then just kept growing. We we thought it was it was like a f- like luck basically because we had no idea why people attended. Right. The speaker were more famous. There three years ago there was like more than fifty events in Tel Aviv a day. Right. Like they used to have the startup calendar, which is still active but less, and you can see thirty so events just in the Rothschild area. So why um, do you think it worked so well? The first event, the first one. The first one, 
because we offer something different. We market it very differently. So we were very proud in the name Faka. Yeah, that's the first thing that I was thinking. Yeah. And people wanted that to come and see out. what the hell, who dares to use that name. Um, and also, before we started, there were like conferences in Israel about failure and everything, but it was like once a year, a conference, which is great. It's everything that we can do in this, in this uh, genre is amazing, but... All of a sudden came this thing called fuck up and we didn't want to take money and we wanted to inspire people to talk about failure and I think everybody fails and they want somebody else to tell them that that's okay. Mm -hmm. And people just came for that and the most amazing thing about the first event is that people stayed after and it was in a bar, it wasn't like in um, co-working spaces and people stayed for an hour, two hours, talked with the speakers for forever. About right. why, what happened, how can they learn out of it? You can ask on it. It was incredible. Um, and I think since then we learned a lot. First of all, graphic, the aesthetic is very important. So, so, when yeah, it comes so to walk events. us through how do you, so what did you learn about marketing events? And do you think there's something like, and okay, so two questions, kind of the same answer, I think. Yeah. Uh, one is like, what did you learn about how to market the event? And second, what is the progress in or what was your learning curve as the events go went? You so, know? yeah. I think the first two years were all about learning our audience and understanding how we can reach new audience. And one of the things that we do is we're not staying in the same venue. Mm -hmm. And it's not because we can't, because every we really love to work with co-working spaces and bars in Tel Aviv and they like us. And it's a great collaboration between the two because our values align with a lot of others. Um, but we don't want to stay in the same venue because we want to reach more people. So if I do an event in Mindspace, the Mindspace audience will come, but also the people in the Rothschild area. But if I'll do an event in the WeWorld Kazerem, then it's in South Tel Aviv and people from Jaffa will come. And if I'll do an event in um, north of Tel Aviv, then people from there will come. And now we're doing an event for teens, for example. Right. So it's a whole new audience, which so is you, harder you, to so target. So you're using your location to basically oh, That's one of them. tap into that audience. Oh, it's a bit too far. Or exactly. I want it to be uh, like, you know, like a walking uh, distance. Mm -hmm. So every time you do this, you get another group of people a chance to, to attend. At least and once. And once they attend the first time, they're more likely to attend the second time. Yeah. And, okay. Amazing. So that's one. The second thing is, and in the first year we did it a lot. For example, if we bring OE and we brought to the same event, Tal and Flat, and all of them have different communities that they are associated with, or we can associate them with, for example, marketing, growth. For OE, Tal works at LinkedIn and maybe uh, groups about location because he used yeah. to live in Ireland. Um, we used to post in like communities about their specific relevant to them. The biggest mistake you can do is just post an event in communities and just like kind of like come, just come, it's a cool so, event. So you're using your speakers to leverage in their relevant. personal communities. We made it relevant to each community and we posted it in like 30, 50 communities each event. Okay. We also, I wrote a guide at some point about how to market your event in Tel Aviv because it's so hard. And it's like how to use the Geek Time uh, calendar and how to use uh, the Startup Nation Central calendar and how to reach other people and wow. where and when to post and everything. What? Wow, amazing. Yeah, because yeah, so, it became kind of like a sign thing because we can't promote it because of the word FARC. We don't want to because we don't have money. Um, and we needed to get to more and more people uh, with less and less budget. Right. Um, and, and how to even to approach people ask them to, can you please, because it's, it's amazing. People will say yes, that they will come to the event, but they're not necessarily want to promote the fact that they're coming. 
Just because they have the vaccine? No, because it, it, hmm. we don't pay them and okay. other people do and whatever. And one of the so reasons... weird. Why? Because okay. if I'm going to an event, I'd imagine that I'm doing it in some way for branding, especially if I'm no, going but, to one that I'm going to talk about my fuck-up. No, he's talking about attendees, no? Or about no, speakers? no, I'm talking about speakers. Oh, okay. Yeah, speakers, that's what I'm saying. They're doing it for some yeah. sort of branding or marketing, them, so why not just put yourself I, out there? I think a lot of them will post about it after. They want to see how it goes. Yeah. They want to see if talking about failure is different than anything else you ever did. You're very vulnerable on stage. No matter how well you know your story or whatever, there is one question that can flick something or you can have an epiphany on stage when you're talking about it in front of a large audience. It happened to me. And it's very frightening. And when you talk about failure, you can always, there's always a chance you will talk about something that you didn't meant to talk about. Um, and we have a lot of speakers that we can upload their videos because they mentioned something about the business aspect or um, the legal aspect that they didn't meant to, but they did. Um, so the, that's so crazy. That's like basically saying most people don't deal with their failures. They don't deal. Most people don't deal. And logically, failures. and then this is when it's coming out on stage. It's like a massive therapy session. But it instead is. of imagining the the crowd naked, you imagine yourself naked. <laughs> That's what you're doing. Do you imagine yourself naked off? No, I imagine the crowd naked ah. and then myself naked. And I imagine what could happen after. Do we feel awkward right now? What's going on? No. All of you are naked right now. That's okay. That's, that's, Some of us uh, are even topless. <laughs> so, uh, thanks for mentioning me taking off my shirt. I'm just saying. <laughs> Gotta get comfortable here. Well, at least you have pants this time. Yeah. That's the joke. It's that's a joke running that joke that Jonathan doesn't wear pants to do the podcast. Because it gets hot in here. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yanni has noticed you don't have aircon, that you're suffering for them. Yeah, we suffer for these. We be- suffer we for suffer this. For we bleed for this podcast. <laughs> no. Um, okay. Anyway, so... Yeah. Um. So so everything we do is organic, and we use other people we don't use. We ask, we collaborate, yeah. and we have an amazing collaboration with um, the places that host us, but also with our speakers. Now we know how to do it better. We know right. how to send, for example, the graphic at a week before the event, and then ask them to write something so about what, it. So do you use any special graphic uh, in order to incentivize speakers to share? We just create, like, their own post, which is very important. And I, and one of the things that a lot of communities or events um, producer fail there is trying to build something new with graphic every event. And the good thing about Fuck Up Global is that they created kind of like a template and, like, a color base and just... Use those three colors. Here right. is how it's supposed to look like, and just put a different name and a different photo of every event, and it's good for us, even if it's not like the most beautiful. No, because over time you feel like you saw the same exactly. thing over and saying, "I see you everywhere, yeah. all the time," and it's just basically different speakers. Yeah. Um, okay, so um, different locations to attract different uh, people from different yeah. areas. You said uh, asking or leveraging uh, your speakers' community to promote mm-hmm. them. And the co-working space. And the co-working Just like this co-working space, yeah. which we sit in, Rise, yeah. <laughs> which I'm just going to mention that they let us sit here and record our sponsors. This was the sponsorship <laughs> this for is, this episode? I'm just saying, this okay. is just that moment where I'm going to be, and now for a quick message from our <laughs> sponsors. In most co-working spaces, it's about sitting. But here, it's about rising to the occasion Rise, a co-working space for fintech companies. And we're back. And anyway, we're back, yeah. So, uh, 
I so, love this. Uh, you should hear our ads. They're fantastic. Okay. They're, our ads are fantastic. <laughs> They're the best one Rice has, really. Okay. You should ask them. They'll tell you. I'll do. Um, anyway, so, um, so the graphics... Community. Where to post it? Um, so, so you started mentioning the guy that you. Pre- so you have like uh, basically event calendars from different niche mm-hmm. websites. There's so three those, event calendars right now out there that you can put your event and people will actually you see. You want to say their name or do you want to? So there's the startup uh, calendar, which is an add-on to your any Google calendar, and you mm-hmm. can see all the events that happens in Israel. There's the startup nation. Um, calendar mm-hmm. and there's the geek time calendar you can just add for free your events obviously you can promote it there but uh, a lot of people entrepreneurs early stages go there to see what's up mm-hmm. um, we used to work with meetup.com but it's just not our audience we saw yeah, that I don't think it's anybody's wait so audience. how would you describe like I know this is just a stupid thing but what would be the name because your event is the kind of event I would like to go yeah. to because it's not about networking it's about coming yeah. and hearing someone's story And you said before, like, don't say meetup, like, because no, it's, it's just not, not it's not a meetup. And that's why you just said now that it wasn't the right kind of thing. What would you, how, what's the title of yours? Fuck like up. No, like, instead of. No, no, I'm, on, I'm serious. Like, you say Ted is a Ted and Pachakusha is Pachakusha. Fuck up is a fuck up. You come to an event, you have the opportunity uh, like, to network if you want for yeah, half an hour before the event, but that's not the event. Yeah. The event is, and by the way, people create amazing networking um, opportunities in the half hour before the event. But the event itself is the four people on stage talking about the fuck up and also them. And, and we started to do it more and more in the past few events. During the event itself, we engage with the audience. And I think that's a different experience than other meetups. Because, again, it's not a meetup. Because yeah. of the Q&A at the end of it. It's not only the Q&A. We, we let them talk with each other for like mm-hmm. 30 seconds or a minute. And it's 300 people. And all of a sudden, like, the host of the event will say, talk to the person to your left and just say, in one sentence, why I came here today. And people are very cynical in the beginning. And then they do it. And then it's very hard to make them stop. Right. And then we give them another question. And it's incredible to see that 300 people just go with it. And they talk with people that they don't know. And we kind of said, like, it break the ice, but also... You understand that everybody here because of the same reason, because the reason you came here was the reason that maybe I did and everything. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's something beautiful. changes with you from the moment you went in and from when you leave. Yeah. And sure. be, it's just be being around people, being so open, you're going to like kind of open up to your own things. And that's, right. I think that's for me when I go to these types of events. I went to a couple of events during the DLD thingy, uh-huh. and I was very let down because I just wanted to hear really interesting things, but I was just basically there, and people just looking to network. Right. Well, it's a network event. Yeah. I don't know. It's and innovation. It's called innovation. But the, no, DLD, like, it's an acronym for a uh, networking event. <laughs> But dude, listen, dude. <laughs> um, I think, yeah, I think ours are more about inspiration. I'm just like, that's the best I could come up with. Shut up. <laughs> I'm trying to picture the logo with like every D is like a face or a ear. And you're like, dude. And the other is like, listen, dude. Never mind. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, going back to Fargo. Going back to Fargo. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so we did everything kind of like organically. And our page grown from... 120 people are friends to 8,000 people, Wait, uh, I which hit. is not a lot, where I know, you, but it's where, all organic. Where did you get, like, okay, so where would you say you're learning the, the tricks and tips that you have for how to build this? We keep this? failing. It's we just failing? We keep trying and failing, and we see, like, 
what posts will get us more likes and what do we need to do and the times and everything. It's not necessarily the times that Facebook will tell you when to post it or whatever. And we really listen to our audience and we see if Instagram is the right place. The, it's not. Facebook is. And we noticed that a lot of people are registered to follow to the actual events. Like you can follow the events part of a page. So we have more people that follow the, <coughs> the events and get like notification when an event go up than people that like their page. So we make sure that we post the event a month before the event, but the, reg the registration is only open two weeks before the event mm. because we want to make sure that people actually check the calendar and they will actually attend. And also between 50% uh, to 30% of the audience are not going to show up. So that's another thing that we need to take under consideration. Right. So you have a new event coming up. You say you uh, choose the location, give the speakers their graphics, guide them on how to promote it. You go to the different calendars, you add it to the calendars. Yeah. What next? What else do you do? So we don't post about the speakers all in the same time. We right. do it like at Gradual. least uh, three, yeah. And at least in three days, I kind of like spread. Um, because we know it will get us more audience and people will share it, people will like it. Right, because if not, it's like one post you have exactly. to repost versus like giving you information. We have time. four posts about four different people and then the fifth one is about all of them together, which is very cool because we have five posts about it, which is really good for us and then you can use it also And each one Instagram of your team members shares it and the speakers share it? Not, not anymore, but in the beginning, yes. Every team member will share it and the speakers will share it and it will be in our page and the event page and Instagram and stories and everything. Okay. Uh, but now we need to do less which is amazing and that's also the the way we know we're succeeding because we need we can do less and people still want to attend and people still know right. about us and another thing it was a hack and that's like a good hack for people when we got the momentum and we knew that we had something going we started to invite journalists not to to speak what not to speak no not to to, to to write about the event but to speak at the event mm. Nice. So that was a very smart kind of like move because we wanted people to talk about us, but we didn't want to push anyone. And you we, wanted them to live it. And then we have wanted a them real to article and not a bullshit it. article where it's like, I went to this really interesting exactly. thing going on in Tel Aviv. And even if they didn't want to come and um, talk at the event, they would start to ask questions or just come and attend. And our first like article was at our first event. We had no idea that somebody's there to write about us. It was in Forbes Israel. It was very cool, but it's not. It was like kind of a niche thing. And then we got hosted in a morning show, and and all of a sudden, like, we decided that we need more press. And when you decide you need more press, that's the time the press is not going to come. Mm. Right. So don't do that. <laughs> uh, just do what you do, and we do it well. And then people start talking about us at, at family dinners and Friday night dinners, and it was beautiful because that's how people and reporters got to us. And in the past year, we had four major articles about us. One was a 30-minute um story in Channel 2 News in the weekend, which is huge. Right. Another one super in prime time It's in super prime time. It's insane. We had it's over super a million Bowl people vote. For the like, unit. People. Yeah. My mom still was like, we saw a daughter in like <laughs> last week and it was amazing. And, yeah. A big thing, by the way, about growth, and I always say it, about personal branding or whatever, when you do something or you work somewhere, put a note on your parents' uh, refrigerator of what you're doing, two lines about it. Oh, and like, this is and really nice. I like it this. It is. And you're tired of it because they're your biggest promoter, your right. parents. So I did it when I worked at Weeks. I was like, how to spell Weeks and oh, what they're smart. doing. And like I added an article about it and my mom knew how to talk about it. And the same with Fuck Up. And Fuck Up is like a 
let's explain what Swagab is and like yeah. why it's a big thing. Because because she used to say in Hebrew, she used to talk about like the failure thing, the failure yeah, thing. And I was like, no, it's not a failure. No, thing. it's the, it's the fuck I'm up. not failing. No, you gotta it's say actually, it right, mom. I actually think that that's also something. Just I know, like this is weird, but I like to have these funny moments that you can kind of build. You should when you're talking to someone and you say fuck up. It kind of gives them this feeling that they can say other curses. You should immediately stop them. Be like, "I'm excuse, excuse me, excuse me, sir. That offends me." Yeah. <laughs> but it's every time we say the word "fuck up," it's like, uh, "Sorry, what did you just say?" Like people are sure they miss. miss Again, I would have like, so no, much no, fun no, with this. Right? Like, it's like after, after her mother was kicked out of like so, so, so many different places, but like you can't speak here like this, ma'am. <laughs> Get out! Like, no, I'm just promoting my daughter. <laughs> but it, like that's this is not that kind of a place. I can give to people. It's just like. Promote yourself through your parents. Make sure they know what they're talking about. Uh, that's a, that's actually a good trick because parents really have like funny. the widest network. Exactly, and, and everybody asks them what your kids is doing. Right, and it's like old school. So, for example, growth. What the hell is growth? Wow. And if you write to your parents in one line, what's growth and what you're doing, they know how to tell to other people. And who knows who is the other? Well, Jonathan's dad keeps saying that he, Jonathan is lying to people. Yeah, that's no, to be honest, to be honest, the coolest thing happened the other day. My dad was interviewing someone, and the guy said. In the end of the interview, he said, they said, um, are, you, uh, are you related to Jonathan Kahn? My dad's like, I'm sorry, what? My dad's like a very famous, well-known PR marketing okay, person yeah. in the world. So for yeah. him to hear like someone go, are you related to Jonathan Kahn? He was like, yeah, he's my son. And he goes, I listen to his podcast. Yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. And I was like, nice. And my dad's like, what's a podcast? No, I'm just and your dad was like, leave the room. Yeah, like, you're, I'm, fired. you're fired. You're, you're not, I'm never going to hire you. No one should be listening to my son. <laughs> like, like, obviously, you're spending your time doing shit. You're things. doing the wrong stuff yeah. with your time, yeah. sir. <laughs> <laughs> I said good day. <laughs> uh, so, um, okay. Uh, so, what, what else goes into like the marketing process before the event? So what again, it's, the, it's very different from a city to city, even in Israel, because the audience is so different. And it's a lot about who the speaker are. Um, because Yael Arad is a well-known name in Israel, and everybody will relate to her in some way because everybody felt that her win was our win. So yeah. it's an easy name to promote. But then we tried at every event to bring someone that is less known, someone like... You and I. Yeah. And God damn it, she just pointed at me. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> She doesn't even I know. I'm trying to build my brand. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just like ordinary people talking about their right. ordinary life and their everyday fuck-ups, which is also very important. And again, even when I talked on stage, people came to me after and was like, it's not, you, you're such a big success, it's okay for you to talk. I was like, no, I'm not. I'm 31, and I'm like looking for myself again. I'm like, yeah. what the hell? No. But um, I think people see the the people that are going on stage are su- successful people because it's easy. So when we try to promote events and when we market events, like everybody have the chance to come and talk about. And we also say like in some of our posts, it's like, come and speak. You should come and speak. Like if you want to come and if you want to go on stage and that's another way to market your event, it's kind of like open it to your yeah. community you can be a and your audience. Too. Are you into it? Um, yeah. And we had only this year four people from the audience, from the communities to come and speak in an event. They, we prepped them and everything, but it's a great thing. Um, another way to promote, we have partners. I don't call them sponsors because they're our partners. We never go to someone and say, just fund us or promote this event or just give us money for Mm -hmm. this event and then we'll be thankful. And we choose our um, partners and they're with us for a year and each of them have reason to join us and 
We believe in what they're doing, and they believe in what we're doing. Can you mention, doing. like, a partner and what's the deal there, or what's the, or it's... I'm not going to say the amounts, because it's no. not the amount, no, but okay. we have um, Martin Hoffmans, which is a strategic consulting company. We have Barry Katz, mm -hmm. which is great for us, because they're, they can prep you to talk about uh, in front of executive and right. on stage or whatever. And, 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 okay, so, uh, and, and they would, like, help out with that? They will help us if, oh, we, okay. if we need, oh, if we cool. want. They helped us a lot in the past. Uh, we have Jakob Tavo, Tavo Winery that give us wine. Because people fuck up, they drink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Several of wine before every event because it's always good to be a bit boozy before you go on yeah, events. Yeah, or, or yes. in the morning or whenever. <laughs> <laughs> when you wake up. What? Yeah. Every time. Every just time. drink whenever you want. Yeah. Yeah, it just needs a little bit to start uh, to... Uh, uh, <laughs> reasons. <laughs> reasons to get up. No. Uh, um, um, so, okay, so... I actually like the thing that you said about, like, kind of create, moving the geolocation to kind of spread out yeah, and more. Yeah, that's crazy smart. Yeah, that's crazy smart. So, like, wh what is the... <laughs> when you come up with an idea like that, what is your overall goal? I know this sounds stupid, maybe, because no, I just no. never hosted an event, my bar mitzvah, but I really didn't do anything. <laughs> Um, I just gave the speech. It was awesome. Uh, <laughs> no, but I'm saying like you're trying to grow the amount of people who know about it. The people you want to get them in once. What's the 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 goal? Like I need them someone to come to the events once. That's the whole goal because you know that they, if they come once they'll be hooked. Is it uh, is it to turn around and say get them to know about me as much as possible? So two things, and th again that's the reason we have partners. We need to make sure that our audience is also relevant to our partners, but also to ourselves and. Um, we want them to be hooked, but we want them to talk about it too, with other people right. because our goal is not only to create a community and kind of like a movement in Israel around the, the fuck up and failure, but it's to make sure that we're getting to everyone. Even when we do an article or there's a story about us in, in, in Channel 2, it's not about us. It's not about, uh, oh my God, we're so talented and we built this brand and whatever. Right. No, it's about the fact that if you're listening about at, uh, to our story and you're going to come to our event and tomorrow you're going to talk at work about your failure or you're going to easily admit failure or at least try to and it will change something in your company culture and yeah, that's the way you work. So how, what tools do you give for that, let's say? Like for so, in my head I'm saying, okay, so great, we were laughing before about how we want t-shirts, right? That yeah. says, I fucked up All right, or I fuck up. Um, so, like, I'm immediately going, oh, if you have a sticker that people are going to put on the laptop, people are going to be we like, hey, what the hell? We have a sticker on the laptop. Why are we getting giveaway? <laughs> we just, we just, uh, we honestly just. I feel we're going in your bag. Yeah, because <laughs> my bag. Just give me my bag and I'll show you. Um, no, but I feel like that's what I'm saying. So I'm like, oh, that's a, that's a talk, like to talk about that. But now you're talking about something interesting. You're saying, hey, you can bring this into your culture. What that's tools what do you give to, to them oh, to bring oh, that's it? That's a very cool sticker. I, I want it more bold. Like, I really want a circle. It just says, fuck up. <laughs> and then people will be like, what the hell is what that? What the hell are you talking about? Um, so yeah, so that's our main goal. So when we go to places and we move around and everything we're doing is to reach more and more audience, not because we're getting money out of it, but we're getting value out of it and they're getting even more value. Yeah. So that's, that's the thing. No, but how do they, let's say, um, I went on the website, there's, yeah. uh, there's the book. There's right? the, that, the global movement. Yeah. Okay, so the global movement. The global movement is so big now that we also have the Failure Institute, which is an actual institute that research failure, and they go each year to a different city or a different country, wow. and they research the reason why businesses, uh, small medium businesses, fail. And they did one in Mexico and did one in Colombia, and now they're working on a third one. So it's incredible. No, I, I, I that that is incredible. And I, as I was saying, I saw the stuff on the yeah. website. I was like, oh, this is really cool. But let's say uh, there's no to let's say, how, how to create to a small small thing like this in your company. 
right? So, like, the number one thing is, yeah, when you're in a company, it's actually really great to hear that people are failing around you because you feel that if you fail, it's over. You know, I'm talking about Wix. No, I'm just talking, no, but, like, for me, it was very much, you feel like if I fail, if I fuck up, this is it. And the more that everyone opens up to the amount of fuck-ups that are actually going on and that people are still around, the more open you are to trying new things, right, to doing things that are off the book or a little breaking the rules or bending the rules to try something more crazy. And that's So what. it's a lot about your manager and the space to give you to fail. But a lot of businesses approach us about talking, ah, okay, doing cool. like an in, inside failure event, not necessarily fuck-up. We give them advice. We collaborate with some of them. Um, but that's it's a really incredible. cool business model, it which is. doesn't hurt your general brand. But still no, it's not. But it's 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 hard when a lot of companies want to do the events about failure, but then when push comes to shove and they actually need to do it, right. and their executive needs it, we push that the executive will go and talk. Yeah, yeah because you need like a champion a, who would like who would say. You like, need a real example. An example right. is. Uh, a nine-to-five guy, but also yeah, CEO, I like that you kind of yeah, I understand. I like how you understand that it's not only having the CEO yeah. and stuff because they're already making money, they're good, yeah. but also having the you know person on the bottom who's yeah. doing his job, he's working hard, and there's there's failures. So it's really great. Like you finish your talk, you go off stage, you get like the pink letter kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we didn't know about this failure. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like thank you. This was very inspiring, by the way. You make them sign a contract. No one can get fired six <laughs> yeah. months after the event. No, I don't. Um, that might yeah. be a good idea. It's like, it's like the fuck up. We stole money from the company. Okay. <laughs> it's like, and someone, I'm the CFO. I'm being blackmailed. A lot. By the way, a lot of like um, people that served in the Air Force, they fail, and they know how to fail, and they know how to yeah, reach the failure. No, <laughs> because oh God, I failed. Check in the Israeli <laughs> in the Israeli Air Force, they they're amazing with um, how do you say the kid. Uh, research? Like no, it's not like, research. It's, not, it's, like, uh, it's after the yeah, fact. It's, after it's where the they, fact. they're... Um, they oh, man, go in and, and do like... I know it's this one word that you forget. Like No, but it's yeah. even worse. When Internal I forget a word on the podcast, that's like 20 seconds of silence. Oh, no. Internal investigation. <laughs> no, it's not because it's not... It's, they do it even something good happened, but no, they but do it every time after... Brief? It's no. Debriefing. Debriefing. But they do it in such way, and Are they created a yeah. format of debriefing that deep. people use in businesses, and it's incredible. There's actually a startup yeah. called Shamayim, which that's what they're doing. They help businesses research and debriefing their that's projects. Right. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, but we're trying to get it more and more into the business culture as well. It's very amazing. Cool. Um, our time is kind of running up. Um, anything, last question you want to ask? You want me to get the last question? You should definitely come to the event. You should, you should all come, come to the event. And talk. If you're listening right now, it doesn't matter what time it is where you are, go into uh, Just Right, uh, Fuck Up Nights. Fuck up nights. And I, was just, I, was, I wanted to make a joke about porn and Google. <laughs> yeah, fuck up. Don't write on Google, write it doc. Uh, so go yeah, to so Facebook page, that's the best place. Uh, if you want in Tel Aviv, then Fuck Up Nights Tel Aviv, Jerusalem, Fuck Up Nights Jerusalem, yeah. and anywhere else in the world you can find a city. And every month you're going to find a cool event you can go to. Yes. Uh, so do that. And if you're listening abroad, because 50% of our listeners are from the U.S., take a plane. Do the effort. <laughs> take a plane. It's a good event. Yeah. Take a plane. There's events also in uh, in the U.S. <laughs> and in Toronto if you want to. Hey, no, 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 no. Come to Israel. Yeah. <laughs> You're just here to talk about the Israeli. Like, we don't know what's going on there. Come to, like, we know we're yeah. good. We, we, yeah. I want to promote anything that I don't know the quality of. Okay. <laughs> I've been to our events. They're good. It's just like, it's a free event. You can spare the plane ticket and the Airbnb. Just, just make it. sure you register to the event. So, because it's going to be a bummer flying all the way yeah, here. Yeah, that would. Yeah, there's a beach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, 
easy. You go up to Fuck Up Night, Tel Aviv, or yeah. Fuck Up Night, uh, Jerusalem. Jerusalem. Night then you go night. to Booking.com <laughs> or Airbnb. You book your flight. You come in. Uh, but remember to pre-register to the event. Yeah. Right. Um, That's really, really awesome. Yeah, that is a very awesome story. Um, one, I, I want to I add one last tip question kind of thing. Uh-huh. So getting speakers who are A-list speakers to your event, what's the angle or what's the hook? We never just send them like a template. Okay. We personalize the message. If it's a celebrity. Email, Facebook, phone. Depend. It's, and it depends on the person and each of them is completely different. If it's a celebrity, we might go to them on Instagram. Because oh. it's easier. They're there. Oh, that's they easy because it. it's usually the only channel they yeah. actually manage by yeah. themselves. They manage or they go there and Smart. see it. But again, it's not like, hey, we want you to come to the talk in this event. It's like, hey, we read the latest um, interview with you and we noticed that you mentioned the time you failed or the time that you had to deal with this issue. This is the events we're doing and we really want you to be a part of it. And we see our speakers as part of our community, as part Do of what we're doing. you send them, like, a video of someone else talking? Yeah, yeah, we have a channel on YouTube and Facebook, and they can see it. And Because um, if after I read three Fuck years, Up Nights, I would think that maybe I'm just going to be end up drinking and smoking a lot of pot. That's also, like, an option. <laughs> like, oh, I'm definitely going to get fucked up at Fuck Up Night. <laughs> and another thing we do after, we did it after a year, we could have, we could do it, and we do it even more now. But we, um, the people we mention in, even, in every email... Like, for example, I'll approach Molly Eden and say, come and talk. Then the people that I said had already talked mm, in our event yeah, will be relevant to, to him, yeah. people that he trusts, people that he worked with in the past. So it's like a, if you're going to, if, for example, you would approach, uh, what's the name of the guy from the OCD? Uh, Raz, uh, anyway. A chef. A, a chef. Then I'll so tell you the South Korean food right. Yeah. Um, that's a really big thing because it's it's credibility basically. Yeah, it's like it's like saying we need to keep everything as authentic as possible within the authentic uh, sure. talks that you. We have always human. follow up. Yeah, yeah, we always follow up. For example, if somebody say I can't do this month, but I can do any other month, and we'll reach him right. and we'll push and everything. And with females, it's funny, but a lot of times I have to say, look, most of the women we approach say no because women have harder time to talk about failure, so we need you to come and talk. Really? Right. Yeah. Amazing. That's actually really interesting. Yeah. I wonder what other, like, information like that you end up having from... We talked with a lot of people that said no, and a lot of people said yes. Most women, when they were really honest about it, they said they don't want to affiliate themselves with failure. Because of the way that the market works, job market, and and just keeping... Maybe it's harder for a woman to say that she's failing. Yeah. Because yeah. if she's a CEO of a company, she's a woman CEO of a company. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Which is ridiculous because she's a fucking CEO of a company. She did a lot of things and she worked very hard to get to that position. But all of a sudden she's talking about failure. Yeah. Then yeah, what? Like, what, like maybe the perception is that if you're a man who's talking about failure, you're very open and honest. But if a woman talks about failure, she's like, well... You know, kind of a yeah, like a chauvinist thing. Yeah, when we talk and about the more, job market. And, and, that's, and that's a really big reason for the fact that we're doing events that are uh, females and males, and we have only once a year of an event that is all female. Oh, that's what I was going to ask. But also. it's that makes to sense. reach other females. And right. by the way, the females... Does that work? Does that like seem yeah, a lot easier when, it's, when you The people that will the... talk in a women event will talk in any other event. Ah, They're not. Okay. It's like, yeah. But we put them together to show... That a strong woman from the sport industry and a, st- a strong woman from um, 
as a journalist and a CEO and everything, they all are willing to talk about but it. But the event right? is open for everybody. Everyone. And it's the just, host is a guy. Yeah, okay. It's Because it's not about that. It's not about uh, this is only a women event for women and it's empowering yeah, women. Like, uh, it's a regular event and it's fine. The same yeah. we do, we're doing our event for teens. The audience will only be teens, which is okay because we want to get right. to them. But the people that we bring to them are a teen, a celebrity, Right. Um, yeah, uh, someone who play basketball. Someone she's a captain of the women yeah. basketball team. But and like <laughs> so it's like a, it's like a billion dollar hobby. Yeah, <laughs> but they're incredible, and it's it's about the fact that we reach a new audience. And something funny about the women event, that it's incredible. But you see that the stories because they have four women on stage are more personal. And I don't right. know because it's because of their the women or anything. But this is going to be the third year we're doing it. In the two years, we saw that the stories are more about how did the failure reach me as a human and not necessarily right. as a business. Do you think it's like a womanhood thing? Like they I feel have no idea. Because the audience is not only women. It's not only women. So. It's very, and it's always 50-50, by the way. Our audience is very... Yeah. I find this to be like super interesting. Like That's like where I start. I don't know. Like I'm sure you do this, but you just start breaking off all these different types of... We do. Why is this happening? We why do. is this yeah. going on? We ask a lot of questions. That why could be like such a comedy? solution to such other bigger problems. Right. Yeah. Like women in the workplace, and what's their their personal perspective on themselves, and how much do they take upon themselves when there is a failure in comparison to a man? A man is putting a line, let's say, for example, that it's a business failure and not a, a human failure, and then it might be something else for women. I, it's just One of our speakers said, like, and I'm, I know that we're over time now. Yeah, so fine. So if it's interesting, who cares? One of the women said she's a big CEO, and she talked about two failures, but one of her failures, which I found amazing. She was the only female in a room when they did, um, they bought her company. There were 12 men, and she was the 13th person, and she was a female. And she didn't understand what the hell is going on for three days. They talked about, like, legal issues and everything, and she was so afraid of raising her hand because she was the only female in the room, and she didn't want to look dumb, which is hilarious because she's the CEO of a multi-million company. And in a way, she's doing injustice to her company because she's right. not understanding yeah. what's happening and she's not and she debated her with herself for three years what should I say something she went to her lawyers to try to explain to her without her right. like she did everything that she could not so she will not have that to, one, to yeah. and then on the third day before the sign she was like I'm so sorry guys I'm going to raise my hand and she said it and I'm going to ask a question and it might I might have like wasted all of our time but I need to understand it before I sign anything and she asked a question Ten of the people didn't understand what's happening in the room. Like right. everybody were afraid to ask, but she was afraid to ask because she's a she was a female. Mm, yeah. And what is it mm. going to say about her? But it was such an, an epiphany moment for like a lot of people in the room, not only females but also guys. Like, why are we afraid to be stupid? Why are we afraid right. to fail? Why are we so afraid when sometimes that's just what you need to do? And she was probably like the smartest person. She in was the, room. the smartest person in the room. Like, by hundred percent. And since then, by the way, she said like. I always ask the questions, and not only that, I encourage my team to ask foolish questions because they're never foolish. Right. She said, like, any time one of them asks questions, it means that our audience are not going to understand what we're talking about. Right. Which means that one of our uh, people that we sell to are not going to understand is too afraid to ask. Right. I always say the foolish question when you do a project, so the foolish questions that nobody wants to ask or nobody feels like, oh, it's too stupid to ask right now. Yeah. It's always the thing that gets you stuck on the project. So, for example, uh, we were doing this, uh, I don't want to say the name of the client, but it's a, it's a pretty big tech company. And it, the only thing we're doing was doing a downloadable content on their blog. 
Just, and like nobody wants to ask, hey, what plugin are we going to use? Because it's like, oh, everybody knows how to do it. Yeah. And then you go on to launch day and nobody took care of it. And it's like, okay, so there's not exactly... Oh, you're saying because they didn't ask the question, they just didn't... They yeah, didn't because like, like one person thought, thought like the email automation guy would do it. The other person was like, oh, the content marketer. And none of the te their team members had this plugin in place, which actually takes like a month to do because you have to get legal, you have yeah. to buy it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And if just one person say, hey, like, that's cool, I can make it, but um, what are we going to use? Then it, was, and, and it causes us like a month delay in the project. So it's the same thing. Yeah. So just, like, I usually think that if you don't, the questions that people are not asking are usually the ones that allow us to do something more creative and more unique. The questions people are not asking? Yeah, the ones that they're, that they're afraid to ask are the ones that if they say out loud, all of a sudden you have a new perspective. You go, wait, I didn't even think about it like that. Ah, so like, Maybe we could do that. By them asking, you get yeah. to a new level of creativity. Yeah, I, 100%. So like it's just... Um, it's just a different point of view of someone else. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Deborah, thank you so much. Thank you. This thank was so you. interesting and valuable. And come to the event. Of course. And uh, I if I, I can say one last thing. <laughs> yes, do no, it. No, I'm kidding, but that's it. I'm All right, you can do it. It's a fuck up, and I'm going to talk specifically about Israel. It's built and is happening because of three incredible teams that do it. We're out of because time. Because of <laughs> And they do it as volunteers, and it's incredible, and none of us uh, are making any money of it. I know it's hard to imagine, but yeah. Yeah, okay. crazy. Do you wanna do you wanna give a shout out to somebody specific? No, there are twenty three of them. Roy okay. literally pays me to do this podcast. That's why. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Not a lot. It's you? like ten, twenty shekel. I think I per think year. Per every year. one of them knows that uh, without him, this thing will never continue. Amazing. That's thank really you amazing. so much. This is episode was so valuable. Yes. Yeah. Thank, Thank you. you so much for joining us. You're welcome. And everybody, go to the next fuck up event. Yeah, you should. Uh, so but, you, know, you have to sign up. There's apparently a limited amount of spaces. <laughs> we kind of mentioned this a couple uh, times during this talk. So last event was about 300 people. Yeah. So if if let's say all of you just right now go and register, you're gonna have 315. Amazing. Thank you so much, Diora, for coming. Uh, okay, this is right, the end of a, this episode. Have a good one, guys. Go. I hope you enjoyed it. No, like, subscribe, and comment, and comment, and send me cards with death threats and whatever else you want to do. <laughs> I don't know. I'd just be excited. If I got a death threat, I'd be really excited. I'd be like, because, we've made it. Because <laughs> wait, if you get an email, or if you get no, it I want one of those mail. ones that they they paste the letters in different shapes and different different magazines. There's the, an that. I want an old school <laughs> one. There's an app for that. <laughs> All right, thanks, guys. Okay, thank you, guys. Bye.